think that young people have a natural interest in technology. To me, that's one of the dynamics at play when thinking about the way that we are, interact with each other is changing. Welcome to BMC's Digital Outliers, a podcast series where some of our industry's brightest minds examine the many ways digital technology is transforming the modern workplace and how companies can find the right blueprint to successfully become digital powerhouses. In this episode, host Brian Solis, best-selling author and principal analyst at the Alternative Group, speaks with Ben Arnold, executive director of the NPD Group, about the many ways consumer adoption of digital technology ultimately impacts the workplace and why business leaders should get in front of that curve. Well, thank you again for joining us on yet another amazing episode where we get to talk about the future of work, the future of business, and I am delighted to have with me Ben Arnold. Ben, hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Why don't you just uh, introduce uh, the audience to who you are, and then we'll kick off this conversation. Sure. I'm the executive director and industry analyst for consumer technology at the NPD Group, focusing on a lot of content technologies and, and hardware. So audio products, video streaming products, imaging, and then I'm also our analyst on emerging consumer markets. So product categories like drones, uh, smart home, wearables, uh, virtual reality. So all, all the, the fun stuff that's uh, beginning to bubble up in the, in the consumer space. I'm already geeking out on all of this. I think that we're going to have to record about three or four hours worth of conversations because I have a million questions. And this is coming from a guy, by the way, who, who is a registered licensed drone flyer. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So let's kick things off because I know that many folks who are listening to this conversation, they're really ingrained in the future of work. They're investing in digital transformation. One of the reasons why I really wanted you on this on this show was because of the fact that you're looking at consumer technology and how consumers are embracing this technology and more so the fact that technology is never done. There's always something emerging. There's always something uh, on the horizon. I think for, for most people, the first question that they have on their mind is how has consumer technology over the last 10 years changed the consumer mindset and expectations for what technology should be? Consumers have become very, uh, very wedded to their devices. You know, you think about your, your smartphone, for instance, and that kind of being the, the central hub of your entire digital life. And I think with this evolution, one of the pieces that's happened is we decided that, you know, at some point that there was some overlap between a, you know, for instance, a work phone and a personal phone or a work machine and a personal machine. And that a lot of the ways that we work now, they kind of cross into some of those personal and, and business spheres. And I think one of the, the biggest things that's happened is we've begun to leverage previously considered consumer devices in the workplace. Uh, when I am working remote, um, you know, I have an office, but I travel a lot. All I need is my laptop and my smartphone, and, you know, I'm good for the day. But my smartphone is really how I stay in touch with everybody in my work world. And I think that that's been the biggest transformation is that we've begun to leverage consumer devices or, you know, personal devices more so for work these days. 
that's well said because we've we've seen historically, especially over the last, I don't know, 40, 50 years, as technology slowly and then rapidly permeated the workplace, is that it was something that was, uh, let's just say, a top-down approach to technology adoption at work. So IT and the entire organization was was built up to sort of manage this this infrastructure. And then as you said, this this idea this idea of of technology, uh, the consumerization of technology started to eclipse almost the adoption of, of new technology within the workplace. Well, not almost, it, it is happening. And how, how are you seeing this sort of be embraced on the other side? How are companies in your research dealing with all of this, this bombardment of technology? And then the next question after that, I'm going to start to geek out with you a little bit on all of that technology, but would love to hear sort of how you see businesses dealing with this. Well, I think a, a really big trend, you can kind of look at design, for instance, and how uh, you know products like notebook computers that we're using in the workplace have slimmed down. And that, to me, is a, a response to uh, kind of the consumer demand for thin and light uh, notebooks. Uh, I think in a, in a similar sense, you know, we've seen tablets gain traction in the workplace as well. And to me, that's another play towards towards design. One of the things that, that is happening at our organization is we're using services like Slack uh, and Chatter at, in Salesforce as a way to communicate. Um, and to me, right, that's a very much kind of a, a play towards uh, millennials and how younger workers like to communicate with each other. So we really are seeing on the hardware side adoption of more consumer-friendly, you call them form factors, or even devices in the case of tablets. Uh, and in the way that we communicate, it's not just email that we've known for so long. We're seeing more pivots in, in how younger consumers are communicating and, and shifting towards some of those uh, techniques. One of the things that I find fascinating is that you know technology has been something that is you know there's a there's an organization within the organization to manage technology and you know IT is is really had a, a good stronghold and and a good management infrastructure to handle whatever new technology was in place and implement it throughout the organization but with the consumerization of technology we're starting to see the adoption of new tech happen faster outside of companies than inside of companies. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts. How are companies dealing with this in ways that are either good or bad, but just what, what are you seeing in terms of company trends? It's a very, uh, I would say, a balancing act with that, right? You want to respect uh, privacy concerns for the, the business and keeping everything secure, but you also want uh, a workforce that is playing to their strengths and is able to work in the ways that they, they want to do. And, uh, you know, I think it's incumbent upon the, the IT managers to stay on top of these consumer technologies and these trends because consumers are, that are using these products and services are kind of that first line of defense. It's incumbent upon the, the IT managers to stay on top of these consumer technologies and these trends. And they're looking to bring some of these new techniques into the workplace. So I think it's really important, even though we, we I think, think about technology as consumer versus enterprise, uh, certainly there is a blending of the two. And I, and I would say the, the enterprise side uh, would do very well to pay attention to what's happening on, on the consumer side. 
I remember when the bring your own device movement was uh, was a big deal. I mean, even getting over that hurdle to to let people use their own phones or to, or to give them the types of devices that they were more familiar with, and then eventually that led to what what some people referred to as this bring your own mind. Technology isn't just changing and it isn't just evolving quickly. It's also changing the behaviors and the expectations of how people want to use technology to communicate and collaborate. And you mentioned Slack and other applications like that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how, not just from a technology perspective, you know, what, what people are using, but how that's changing the dynamics of how people want to work. So I think that Slack in being very social in nature, you know, that I think is emerging as, as one of the dominant ways that people interact with each other. Um, you know, in email, I think has a lot of benefits and that it's pretty, you know, uh, you can respond to emails kind of at your leisure. Uh, so I think that uh, uh, services like Slack and, and Chatter are looking to replicate social platforms that we know so well, you know, the way that we connect on Facebook, the way that we might connect on something like Twitter, um, and using the elements of that to create uh, a workplace communication system that is something that's a little more engaging and interactive than email. And with how important social media sites like Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat are uh, with consumers and especially with uh, you know, younger consumers, uh, to me, it makes a lot of sense to bring some of those elements into the workplace to you know, have a more collaborative uh, way to work with each other um, that is familiar and that it, it kind of feels like some of these other services that we're using outside of work. And there's something to be said for that familiarity, right? Because you have two types of people in the workplace. You have people who know that the save icon is a three and a half inch floppy diskette or disk. And you have uh, the other side of the workforce that just thinks it's a save icon. <laughs> you have this this general perspective or this clash of perspectives in how we want to work. Essentially, traditional IT organizations, they, they, they evaluate technologies and they implement it and scale within the organization. There's, a, there's tried and true processes that have been well established for decades on this. Now you have the consumerization of technology that isn't just being adopted by consumers it's changing their mindset and so as you as you said earlier with social for example i that that's a great democratizer it 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 doesn't just change how you want to work it just it changes the entire dynamics of how you think about technology so i read a great blog post that you had written about your big screen tv and your daughter uh and trying to figure out how to control it so maybe for for the audience you could share that story my kids like a lot of people's kids are are you know very used to using devices, you know, tablets and smartphones to to watch TV. And so we got a new TV. We brought it home. My daughter walks up to the TV and wants to queue up a show, and she swipes the bottom of the TV uh, like she's unlocking an iPhone, expecting uh, you know a screen full of apps that she can touch and open to to pop up. You're listening to BMC's Digital Outliers, a series dedicated to helping you understand the many ways digital technology is transforming the modern workplace. To listen to other podcasts in this series, go to digitaloutliers.com.
And, you know, to me, this was a really interesting generational observation in that even when I say watching TV, you know, that has very little meaning to my kids uh, because, you know, when we say watching TV, it means we're watching content and they watch content. It's not necessarily on the TV. You know, I thought that it was a, a, a really interesting perception that she had going into this and that, oh, this is a big screen. It's supposed to show me uh, Dora the Explorer. The way that I interact with this device is I, at first, I have to swipe it at the bottom so that I can open it up. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. But if you think about it too, I, I look at perspectives as part of, of, of part of my work because uh, there's, a, there's a pattern that historically we look at things from a legacy-based foundation. It, and it's just natural, right? It's, it's sort of this idea that cognitive bias, validation bias, that you tend to see the world as we are, not the way the world as it is. And I saw a fantastic video that basically challenged all of my presumptions about how to think about collaboration, how to think about work when you look at it from the other person's point of view and let it affect your point of view. So, for example, this video of a one-year-old baby uh, on YouTube using an iPad, basically just like like the story you said, is incredibly intuitive, right? And this this is the the generation that they, they think the save icon is the save icon, not a disc. Her father in the video gives her a magazine. Uh, as sort of this this joke, and so she takes the magazine, and her natural instinct was to pinch and swipe, and you know, and of course it doesn't work, and she starts crying, and and uh, he says something along the lines that to his daughter, a magazine is an iPad that doesn't work, and it will always be that way for the rest of her life, and and my mind was blown, like wow, and a magazine is an iPad that doesn't work, that puts everything into perspective that she will have to learn what a magazine is much in the same way that many of us had to learn what an iPad is. And when we take this perspective of the outside in or the user-centered or the human-centered approach, uh, especially like you said earlier in terms of design, how do you see this playing out, not just in the, in the marketplace, but in, in the workplace? How are companies going to be able to deal with this change in just perspective when it's so natural inside of us? One thing that really helps me and I study things from a similar perspective is that young people, A, are coming into a very favorable technology market, uh, one where uh, TVs are inexpensive, phones are inexpensive, tablets have become inexpensive. Two, that they are very open and very trusting of technology, right? It's not new for them. It's just technology. And I think that there is an inherent viewpoint among young people uh, that uh, you know, I, I I trust this. I get it. I know how to use this, and and it's instantly engaging me. Uh, I think that young people just have a, a a natural trusting or a natural interest in technology, uh, and to me, that's one of the dynamics at play when thinking about how the workplace and devices and the way that we are, interact with each other is changing. Um, that there's just a, a I think a, a natural propensity to trust and to adopt new technology the way you know we might define it. It's just technology. And I think that that's, that's one of the things at play. You have technology at play as well, right? So if the very nature of how people use technology is maybe not only intuitive, but maybe invisible in many ways, how do you how do you advise companies to think about this differently, right? Because there's the technology for how people want to work and how people want to collaborate, but there are also existing sort of processes and structures and procedures and systems. How do you get IT to think about 
this differently because we have essentially new generations of the workforce happening every single day. And how, how, how can we best handle this? Yeah, I think it's, again, kind of understanding the, the, this generation of users and being really in tune, uh, not just with hardware, right? You can stay on top of the notebook market or the desktop market or the tablet market, but understanding the way in which people and younger people coming into your organization, understanding how they're using that technology, you know, the way that um, I use a tablet uh, in my day-to-day work might be different from how uh, you know, a 25-year-old might use it. So I, I think it's understanding the use case, certainly the, the dynamics of, of the device and then the device market, but also uh, the underlying use case you know, and how that's playing out in the workplace. I'm fascinated by the range of technologies that you explore. And of course, some of the biggest trends that we're seeing out there, for example, Internet of Things, wearables, drones, next generations of wearables. What, what's next and, and how do you think businesses might leverage uh, all of this coming technology? Right now, I'm spending a lot of my time on bots and personal assistants and how those things are getting built into hardware. So products like the the Amazon Echo and then the just announced Google Home. And to me, right, those are those devices become vessels for allowing people to get information and to give information um, to these assistants. Those devices become vessels for allowing people to get information and to give information um, to these assistants. And to me, that's one of the most exciting pieces on the consumer side that I see absolute implications in the workplace. You know, I know a lot of people have administrative assistants and I don't want those people to be replaced by robots, but there are times when I'm working late at night or uh, when, uh, you know, I'm maybe offsite and I need to get some information. I need it automated. I need to um, record some information and submit to somebody, or I need some kind of a representation of a notification. Uh, and so automating some pieces of, of the workplace in that way is one of the really interesting parts on, on the consumer side that I am seeing with, with absolute implications on the, the enterprise side. I am also studying this from an AICX sort of perspective and understanding how this technology is going to just change the dynamics of engagement. And I guess there's something interesting about that as well in terms of consumer behavior and expectation is when you start to introduce these bots, the level of services that come with it, how is that going to change how employees work? What I think some of these new technologies and and bots, for instance, uh, can do is they can take out some of the friction. They can take out some of the, the pain points Uh, or the lag uh, in getting things done. One of the things that instantly comes to mind is doing things like expenses, right? Which, uh, you know, I have to personally do my own expenses. And I think it's the the thing that I dislike the most about uh, my job is having to do some of these administrative things on my own. If there was a way that uh, either a chat bot or a personal digital assistant uh, could help me file these things, Uh, automatically record a a time and a place and maybe an expense amount, uh, you know, features like that, I think would really be helpful. So I think that the ultimate goal for some of these, uh, you know, sort of automated technologies in the workplace is to eliminate the friction 
eliminate the the time between you know uh, submitting the data and getting a response and eliminating pain points out of doing them. And I think that in that we're so early on in, in bots, eventually what happens is they'll become more sophisticated um, and more specialized for, for some of these uh, some of these activities. There's one more question. I lied that uh, <laughs> when I said that was the last one, but I guess then where we where we should probably leave folks here is what's your advice for anyone listening to how to think about all of this coming technology, right? It's not it's not going to stop. Chatbots are are here. There's some there's going to be something next on the horizon. But what's your advice on how the organization can best evolve in order to be able to take these technologies head on over time? I think a, a great strategy is paying attention to some of the trends on the consumer side and knowing that consumers or, or you know, workers generally adopt new technologies first outside of their workplace uh, and then work them into the workplace. And looking at some of these things, and again, not just the devices, but the associated use case and how can some of these things change improve how people are working. One of the, the things I've spent a lot of time talking about uh, with our clients is, uh, you know, what does the next year or two years in virtual reality look like? Is it something that's just going to be confined to, you know, watching immersive videos and playing video games? Or does something like video conferencing take on a, a new, you know, type of experience with a, a more immersive uh, camera and screen? Um, so I think it's really about taking pieces of these new technologies and trying to understand how they can revolutionize or how they can improve uh, the workplace. And, and again, not just thinking about the device, but thinking about uh, what that device could ultimately do and, and what's the, the sensible use case associated with it. I think that's it right there is, is having almost like this idea of uh, from the days of, of information architectures, building out basically a new architecture that looks at how technology is affecting society and how people communicate and connect and sort of reverse engineering that into the workplace to think about how we create a, a much more agile infrastructure that allows people to work the way they want to work and how ultimately, you know, as much as we're focusing on customer experience uh, with new technology is also thinking about employee experience and, and how we can change the dynamics of getting people to work, re remove the friction uh, and, and getting people to work in ways that are much more intuitive and, and maybe even delightful. Who knows? But Ben, you've been <laughs> Uh, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thank you very much, Brian. Thanks for listening to BMC's Digital Outliers, a series dedicated to sharing the changes the modern workplace is undergoing via digital technology. BMC Software is a global leader that partners with companies committed to becoming digital powerhouses. Follow us on Twitter at BMC Software and at BMC underscore DSM.